welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're doing another bonus cast. I'm your host Marcus and joining me today as always is the homie Trevor. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever indeed. Um, R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. That was uh, some shocking news. (laughs) Unexpected. It came as a surprise because I guess a lot of people didn't know he was battling with colon cancer. I mean, did you? No, not at all. (laughs) And it's like crazy to, I think it was around when the Five Bloods was coming out or like maybe it was around, like I remember seeing pictures of him at the beginning of the COVID and like quarantine here in the States and like people were like, damn, like quarantine is hitting him real hard. And like that was kind of the jokes that was going around Mm -hmm. and like nobody had any idea and or like the people that did know kept it super super close to the chest yeah but yeah it was super like super sad and like it was very very unexpected and uh he will definitely be missed by uh like a lot of people really i mean Um, the the types of roles that he played and the the movies that he starred in you know just reached all across the the board. I mean, he played Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, James, James Brown. Brown, and Black Panther. Yeah, like I, I saw something too. Cause like I, I think I was, uh, me and my wife were watching a TV show, and we were getting ready for bed, and I got on uh, my phone while I was brushing my teeth, and I saw that the news had happened. It was maybe around nine forty five or something like that and it had been I guess announced thirty minutes prior to that and mm-hmm. like I was just like man like imagine all these little kids waking up t- to hear that like literally like Black Panther died you know mm-hmm. and just like the amount of reach he just had just in the black community when Black Panther was coming out and like how revered that character and he was in that role and like seeing even people in hindsight on Twitter talking about damn like for the longest time you know everybody would do the Wakanda salute to him and he would like openly do it smile pose you know that Mm -hmm. was he was that guy and like it got to a point where he looked kind of tired doing it and then like knowing now like what he was actually going through is like insane Mm -hmm. and like for him to be as it seems gregarious and like just like a genuine genuinely like good dude as he was and to kind of like put on a smile with everything he's going on is like a huge testament to him as a person not even just like as a a role model but just as a person Mm -hmm. so yeah it was super 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 sad on top of everything else that's going on too you know and and just the fact of how young he was too yeah yeah because like I, i saw somebody like he was like i mean five years I'm five years older than him and and like that was what some people were saying you know like we're we're you know 13 13 years or what I, I think you're you're 20 yeah yeah 29. so yeah 14 years for you and it's just like man like it's crazy and then like he had been dealing with it since he was like in his late 30s <laughs> mm-hmm. or you know so it's just man he will he will be missed dearly by a lot of people but we're we uh we're not here for that. <laughs> um, we are here for a bonus cast. Um, this was, I guess, technically your suggestion. We were going to play something else, but like, 
honestly, like, <laughs> just with everything that was going on, I just, I really wasn't in a mood to play that game, and I don't know if I will be. <laughs> I just felt like, like, what was the game name that um, we were going to an- play? Another Lost Phone. Another Lost Phone, and I, like... So, I mean, in all honesty, in all honesty, we played, um, uh, what was the name of that game? Um, Her Story? Her Story, yeah. And I mean, kind of the same premise, um, or same gameplay, um, so it would have been more or less the same kind of conversation about it, mm-hmm. um, other than just a different story, um, more speculative about how the, the game plays out, but, um... Yeah. But yeah, I, I then, while we were supposed to be playing that, um, I was listening to Waypoint and Giant Beast Cast, and they were talking about frog fractions. And mm-hmm. the thing that got me was, like, this game came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why are they talking about this game now? Like, it's like it's new, so I had to look it up. And, I, and that was when I hit you up, and I was like, you want to just play frog fractions instead? Just because of you know how short it was too, and I knew we could just you know crank out another bonus episode really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and th- this was actually so I'm guessing that this was your first time hearing about it, like hearing it on podcasts. Yeah, and I guess for those that don't know, uh, Frog Fractions recently. Well, I guess you might have this in your intro, so I don't want to step on your toes. So I will let you just go ahead and introduce the game. Okay. So, Frog Fractions was originally a 2012 browser game. Um, I believe it was a Flash game developed by Twinbeard Studios, which was founded by Jim Stormdancer. And from what I could find, he's like Twinbeard Studios was solely comprised of um, Jim Stormdancer, um, and he's developed some other games. I didn't really see any dates of when he developed them because they looked like they were mostly like browser games or Flash games. Um, kicks and other Kickstarter projects. Um, so besides Frog Fractions, he's got Gunhouse, and some of these descriptions are pretty funny. Gunhouse is a pretty cool puzzle orphan rescuer for phones, PS4, Switch, PC, and C. I'm not sure what that means. I did design and programming work on it. And then Mystery of Skull Island, a dating sim in which you play an unfunctionary trying to seduce a Bond villain. Proudly the Puffin, a surrealist text adventure I wrote with Craig Timpany many years ago. If you haven't played text adventures before, you will probably not get anywhere in this game without reading Zarf's Guide to IF. Uh, Basil's Adventure, which I did play for, um, like it's only like a five minute game, but a tiny exploration platformer I made for my wife one Christmas. And there is like a little dedication at the end of it once you finish. So I guess... That explains who it's for. It's for his wife. And then Half-Life Epistle 3. It says, I made Half-Life 3, so did a bunch of other teams. And so it sounds like that may have been from like a game jam or something like that. And so, it was, you know, on their on Twinbeard's website, there is a list of other web games that he's created. Um, other jam, jam games and prototypes that he's created too. So, you know, he's a very big... We're not big, but a very active indie developer. Um, and so, just going off of that, Storm Dancer created Frog Fractions to entertain his friends, which you can obviously see by playing the game. 
because that's definitely how it comes across. There's a lot of what feels like inside jokes. And it says he never meant for it to be a spoof on the edutainment genre. Um, and explained that Frog Fractions has an educational theme because of its name's alliteration and because he considered educational games a part of his youth. And he actually developed this game um, in his part-time um, over the course of a year. The game originally included tutorials to teach the player how to progress but were taken out so that the players could focus on gameplay. And once you actually play the game you kind of get a sense of it because each section of the game is kind of different so um, yeah I could see a tutorial not really working. Um, let me see what else. Uh, this this part kind of made me like um, respect Jim Storm Dancer a little bit more. Uh, well not that I didn't respect him before but um, what I found in order to make money from Frog Factions Storm Dancer first sold the game's soundtrack with part of the proceeds going to the game's music team. And then he later decided to sell t-shirts containing jokes from the game in order to benefit its art team. And while developing Frog Fractions, Storm Dancer said that he came up with a lot of other video game ideas, but he then realized that he could implement them immediately into Frog Fractions rather than start a new project due to the game's unpredictable nature. Storm Dancer announced the sequel, Frog Fractions 2, via Kickstarter in 2014. The campaign was somewhat like a scavenger hunt um, that was like delivered through an augmented reality game. And it spanned across um, uh, websites, social media, and real-life locations, and also other indie games. But once the augmented reality game was solved in December of 2016... It triggered the release of Frog Fractions 2, which was hidden within another game called Glitter Mitten Grove. And I actually tried to find like more information on that game, or at least just like base level, like who de who the developer was. And it wasn't immediately apparent. Yeah. Who I, I, <laughs> so just just to sorry to cut in, but um, no, no, you're good. Kind of like you, I heard about Frog Fractions through gaming podcasts. Um, but I had heard about it, uh, I want to say 2013, 14. So this was like after when it came out. Well, actually, no, I did hear about it the year it came out. I did hear about it the year it came out. And, um, but I, I didn't process that it was something that I had access to. And I remember when he announced Frog Fractions 2 and then basically saying like, it's out. And then people just being like, what you, what do you mean it's <laughs> out? Like it, like where and like people couldn't find it and i remember when it became apparent i think there was an arg uh that that um was basically going to reveal uh um it was released to kind of reveal where frog fractions 2 was and when it was i think it, i actually pulled up the wiki and it says um the the game the ARG was solved by players around December 2016 and it was hidden in that game you're talking about Glitter, Glitter Mitten Grove which coincidentally like I've since we started this podcast I've had both these games on list of mine or like as potential games I, like and it was just like I didn't know like I wanted to play Glitter Mitten Grove because I knew it also had Frog Fractions 2 in it but I didn't like want to 
I wasn't aware if you guys were aware of Frog Fractions, and I was like, also, we ha- I feel like we had to have played the first game in order to play the second game, in this case. Um, but I remember it being a really, really big deal when uh, Frog Fractions 2 was, not like big, like AAA, but like it was yeah. big within the indie, like smaller, like niche communities that like, oh, Frog Fractions 2 is out. That first one was crazy. Like, and like I had only played, I, I messed around with Frog Fractions, but I had only played maybe about the first 10 minutes. I was like, this game is silly. So this, I'm glad that we got to play this for the bonus cast because this was like the first time I sat down and actually played and experienced the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll kick it back to you. Sorry for No, in. no, you're good. That, that gives more context for Glit- Glitter Mitten Grove. Um, so Frog Fractions was released on Steam as Frog Fractions Game of the Decade Edition alongside its new DLC called Hop's Iconic Cap. Um, just recently, actually this month in 2020. Um, and while it was billed as solely as a cosmetic item for the original game, Hop's Iconic Cap actually unlocks an additional game story with new gameplay styles. And Storm Dancer has stated that he considers Hop's Iconic Cap to be Frog Fractions 4. Which I start thinking like, well, where's Frog Fractions 3? And like, after playing this game, you kind of understand like, you know what? I don't even care about Frog Fractions 3. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of kind of vibe, you know, you get from this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not really a metric to gauge the success of Frog Fractions. You know, there's definitely a cult following with the release of additional content and then a sequel. And so we know there's a fan base for it. So it's kind of like um, um, Barkley's Shut Up and Jam. Very much like that. You know, where you kind of... Like, I could see this game getting getting tossed around like on the internet... Like, hey, I've got a link for, for Frog Fractions here. Come check it out. You know, and just uh, play it in your browser. Coincidentally, that's kind of like the game that... So, from my understanding... Um, so, Storm Dancer had a URL for the game. Or, you know, just like a, a spot that hosted it. And he would, kind of like you said, bring it out to show his friends. And they could kind of play it. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, there was a... Uh, uh, a online game I don't want to say critic but somebody that covered games um, for like a smaller site like maybe Rock Paper Shotgun or Polygon or not saying Polygon small but just like a just covering games yeah. and um, they I think had they were I don't, I don't I guess this this may be a rumor or hearsay or whatever nothing bad but like I think maybe they were either coming down from like having had, like, some type of dental surgery or just, like, they were out of it, kind of. And they came across this URL and they played it and they just tweeted it out and that caused the game because they had a following for having the coverage that they they did um, on this game website platform that it went from being like, oh yeah, this game is played, you know, I'll send this link to my friends, uh, Storm Dancer would send this link to his friends and play, to like, this game was being played by tens of thousands of people. Mm. And then, like, he, from what I understand, Storm Dancer was like, oh, this game was just, like, an internal thing, it was for my friends, and I wasn't even finished with it, but now, 
it's it's out. It's it's done. And 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 that was like the story of how this game um like got such the following it got was that this game critic or reviewer basically came across the game, played it, tweeted it out and kind of said like guys, I don't know what's going on like <laughs> and like is this is this the best game ever? And like <laughs> and, and basically everybody playing it and then them sharing it and them sharing it and them sharing it over Twitter and it just became a super huge viral thing because all it takes is somebody just to post the link yeah. and you're you could play you're up and running playing this game because like that that's how I played it like you said that it came out on Steam and I know when we talked earlier you had said that you played it on Steam I've only ever played this game in the on the browser and like you just like it's just a flash game on the browser yeah and uh, so I could literally like send this to whoever and they could just play this game. Um, so yeah, that was, from my understanding, that was how this game kind of blew up and got like where it got to be. And, and I was listening to an interview with Jim Stormdancer and he kind of talked about the, you know, there's a different atmosphere in, with indie games around the time this came out. Cause you know, he was saying like, there were, there were still a lot of indie games but it was more so about getting that exposure. And he said, like, if you had a big enough following, you could enter it into, like, big gaming, um, um, like, events. And I think he said he entered it in one um, in one gaming event um, or convention, and they said it needed to have more popularity in order to be um, featured in it. And so... Like back then, you could just submit it on Kotaku or somewhere, and I guess if it hit, it it would blow up from there. Mm-hmm. But you know, now not to compare this game to like shovelware, but you know, because game development has become much more accessible, you know, there is a lot of shovelware. You can get something on Steam within you know a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, and it means like it, it, just just the type of game it is too. Like you were saying, this came out. You said 2012, right? Mm-hmm. I just like this was already post like indie games kind of being a, a big deal, and like this was already after the Summer of Arcade was the thing, and like kind of platforms putting a highlight on indie games. Like I'm gonna, I, I googled while you were talking, like best indie games of 2012, just to kind of like showcase other games that had come out around the same time. We got Dust and Elysian Tale, Dear Esther, um, Minecraft came out on 360, um, uh, Spelunky came out, um, FTL came out, um, Mark of the Ninja, um, uh, there was Fez, like, Papo EO, which was a game we covered, like, there was a ton of, like, really, really high quality, very well-backed uh, indie games that were coming out. Journey was a game that came out in 2012. Hotline Miami. Um, there was <laughs> there was a plethora yeah, those, of spots. Those are some on, big ones too. Yeah, those are like some of the like like when you talk about gr- the some of the best indie games, like not just 2012, just like ever. Like those are some of those games. And like this came out around then, so there was already a huge spotlight on indie games. So for like this game too, I don't want to say like blow up the way it did but kind of get the attention it did despite all those other games coming out like really should like put forth like how big of a deal or like how different this game was yeah 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, and, and if this did come out on console at the time, I mean, man, yeah, like, just thinking about it coming coming out against, you know, some of those other games that were already backed. Yeah, they, it would not have had a chance. Because, yeah. like, I, I have a feeling that, like, partly because of, like, like you know how gamers, like, we've, we've been playing games a long time. You know how gamers are, like... And, like, not just, like, hardcore, like, I'll play anything, I'm open to anything, but even just, like, the, the casual gamers, like, they're all about graphics, graphics, graphics. Gameplay, gameplay, you know, like, all that. And, like, this game is, wouldn't stand up to any of the criticisms and critiques that most people have when it comes to that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, like, this game is definitely, like, and I think kind of too because like all the for the most part a lot of the genres that it's spoofing and parodying uh, parodying <laughs> are PC centric too like a lot of those genres are genres that people were used to playing on PC anyways so I don't think in a console on a console interface it would work nearly as well or like and also this was a little, a lot before, because um, I mean it was a couple years before people even started having free games on, you know, download games. So like, I can't imagine somebody like saying like, I got to pay twenty dollars for this, you know, like, or I spent you know ten dollars for this. So like, it, it would not have flown. And it would not have flown at all. You know, I would have. This this game would have been like, I'm trying to think of the name of the website. Um, Newgrounds. Newgrounds, yeah. This this definitely would have been a game I would have found on Newgrounds around that time when that website was popular. Mm-hmm. Um, because before I got into or got really into console gaming, that's where I was. I was on the internet, you know, playing games like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think it definitely, like, at least for our age group, it, like, definitely, like, I think everybody, all of us have have played one of these types of games. Whether it be an edutainment, it would be a, a text adventure, um, <laughs> a business simulator. Like, <laughs> like we've all at some point been on Newgrounds and played some game that this game is parodying. You know. <sighs> um, do you still got any more? Um, that's pretty much it um, as far as the intro. Um, there, because, you know, this isn't like a big triple A game, there's not a lot about like the, um, I guess the, the development of the game or what went behind the production of it besides mm-hmm. like what can be found out in interviews, I guess, with Jim Storm Dancer. Gotcha. Well, I told you this beforehand. I'm saying it now. Like this is probably, this is going to be our shortest episode. I'm, I'm saying it now. Um, basically, play this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's free. You got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it takes an hour to beat. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's even worth really going into a lot of the nuances and like the 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 back half, like the back part, uh, back end of the game. It's just like this game. Uh, like Trevor said, it it, it starts off as like a very educate edutainment vibe game but then you realize like I'm not really like learning anything <laughs> it's like 
called Frog Fractions and you're seeing fractions and like you're you're playing like a I mean, I guess how does the game start? We can we, we can talk about that. So the game just I mean it, there's really no intro to it. It just kind of tells you, hey, this is Frog Fractions, start playing, and the first thing you see is um like a very typical looking edutainment type of game like you're a frog sitting on a lily pad in the middle of the screen and you see a couple of fruit hanging above you and there are flies and other insects flying down to get to the fruit and you have to click and it uses your tongue to kind of hit those games and this is kind of like a homage to um i guess like the missile command games yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like think of like the edutainment games that we used to play as kids, the the humongous entertainment games, the, yeah. the Spy Fox, the Freddy Fish, the Putt Putt, the Pajama Sam, like that style is like the graphics yeah. kind of and like it really has that vibe. And then um you're I think in the very beginning you're the frog on the lily pad and you're idle, so you can't move yeah. and you're trying to basically protect the um the fruit. Yeah, the, the the apples from being eaten by the fr- the flies. And you do that for a little bit, and you're getting some points, and you're seeing fractions going. Your score is a fraction. Dude, and- the part <laughs> that got me on this level that made me start liking this game was when it switched up. Because at first, every time you eat the, the flies, every time you get the flies with your tongue, it a, a little fraction pops up on the screen. And mm-hmm. that's probably the only time you see like fractions. Like It has no bearing on... Your well, your score is a fraction, too. So yeah. You look- <laughs> um, but, you know, there, the score really doesn't matter, but you don't know that at the time. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it has no influence on how the game turns out, but you just see all these fractions pop up whenever you eat the flies. But then, after you... And we can talk about the um, the upgrades. When you get a certain amount of upgrades, it changes to one of those um, text games. Mm-hmm. Where, where it teaches you how to type the typing yeah <laughs> the typing. man i was just like this is it right here yeah yeah like it's it's legitimately like this beginning part is super simple but it's it's like entertaining like and like i really appreciated that like for a game that isn't really what it appears to be it's still pretty engaging and you know it's like i'm not a little kid and like but like for whatever reason this part, like, I mean, it's simple, like, you and, know, and like, just like with Jim Storm Dancer, you know, these are the games I grew up on. Like, I grew up with Math Blaster and, yep, you know, a bunch yep. of other games, um, like the Humongous games. And it's, it's simple, but, you know, you're, you're progressing to see what's, what's going to come up next. Mm hmm. And, um, yeah, so like, it, it, like you just you're literally like in the beginning, you're just using your mouse and you're you know aiming the frog's tongue and you're just click and hold to hit the hit the flies and you're eating flies. You're getting points and you're collecting fruit. When the fruit falls, you falls. You're getting points and uh, fruit, I guess, as a currency. And then you beat the first wave and then you see the upgrade thing and it's like the upgrade tree is like, wait, hold up, like. I can like it's simple things like oh I can I can upgrade my my lily pad into a turtle and now I can move or I mm-hmm. can change the fruit from being apples to durian which are stinky and like it will take longer for the flies to to eat them but then you scroll down and it's like a warp drive and it's like twenty five thousand fruit <laughs> and I'm like like I was like how how long do you have to play this game in order to get twenty five thousand fruit my yeah. my dude I just got three. <laughs> 
and like and then like there's stuff even further down like it was like a swimming pool and it was like five million zork zorkids or zork, something like yeah zork mids which is like i don't what even is that currency and i don't I, understand you look up at the top and it's just like 15 like how i'm not even picking these up how do i get those exactly and you're like what's you know and it, like immediately then it was like it made me think of and i think it was a like i've never played river city ransom have you uh-uh you know, you know what it is, right? Yeah, I'm okay. Go up again. Yeah, but I and I know you've played this, but the Scott Pilgrim beat him up, which mm-hmm. takes huge influence from River City Ransom. And I remember, like, the first time I think we were probably playing, it was like me, you, and Thomas, or something. And like, I think we went into one of the stores on the first level, and it was like the gear was so much more expensive than anything, like. You, we couldn't even fathom how much time it would take to play the game in order to have that much currency. But then it was like it would up your strength by plus ninety one and up your yeah. you know your stamina by plus one hundred and eight. It was like what the hell? Like how? Like it, it ends up seeing like I'm gonna have to grind out for how long in order to be able to afford <laughs> one of these things? And that was immediately that was the the, the, the thought that I had when I saw that and. Um, yeah, so then you can upgrade and like it's some even like kind of silly things like you can have like a cybernetic impl- implant. Oh yeah. So it causes your frog to auto lock on on flies, so you no longer have to click and hold, and you can just kind of like look at an area and click, and then they'll the, the tongue will automatically go to the flies. And, and yeah, there's yeah. A, <laughs> the descriptions on them are, are funny too because there's even an upgrade where you can have that removed. The um, yeah, <laughs> the the auto targeting, and then for the description of the auto targeting, it, it says something like "ladies aren't really into cybernetic frogs" or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like very like from the bat, it's it's kind of like you know, like this is interesting, it's cool, but also like this is kind of crazy. Like what what is here? Dig deeper, and then you know you play a little bit longer, and you you start getting more of the you know less expensive upgrades, and at that point it's just like yo, I'm gonna have to grind out. Uh, and get these other things and you can upgrade your, your your turtle into a dragon and then the dragon you could start going like not just left and right but up and down and then you realize like and like, how long do you think you play this section Trevor do you so, realize you could go into the water I, I knew about that because of Waypoint uh-huh. and, and they actually spoiled it because they were just like I think it was Austin who was just like dude you because he was explaining the game to somebody who was playing this and they thought that was the game they thought you were just sitting there on the little uh-huh, planet. Uh-huh. And and Austin was just like, No, dude, die. Yeah, no, like dude. <laughs> just die. Press, just just imagine just playing like cause like I feel like this is this is how Dante and me always talk about games when we're on here, where I'm like, they should tell you what you should be able to do. And then Dante's <laughs> like, you should be able to find the things out for yourself. And then like all these I, I feel so much justice in like hearing all these other like journalist video game journalists talk to people and say did you think about diving? <laughs> and then it just like opening a whole new world, <laughs> literally. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah like, that, that part was forward for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that that that's, that was the same thing for me, but maybe about seven years ago with Giant Bomb, where <laughs> they were like, yeah, like I don't really get why people are talking about this game. And then it was like, because you, you know, everybody at then, I mean, even to an extent now, are like kind of, close to the chest about what exactly is going on. Like, they don't want to spoil it for people. They want them to be in it as organic organic of an experience as possible. Mm-hmm. So they want people to find these things out. 
But yeah, that was something that I knew when I was listening to Giant Bomb. Like, I think they always had their Game of the Year thing, and it was like Moment of the Year, and it was like when you dive as the dra- uh, on the dragon. <laughs> Frog Fractions, I think, was one of the nominees, and it was like, <laughs> and like just that one moment is like, I mean, it may not even be like the best moment of the game, but it is like the moment where it's just like anything is possible in this yeah. game. <laughs> and then yeah, like basically at that point, you get like a ton of fruit. And the game just kind of switches gears, and it just starts going different places. Yeah, and that's where you can uh, once you can unlock the um, the warp drive, mm-hmm. and your your dragon goes into space. Yeah, and, and then from there, like just a ton of like you you, you land land on uh, a planet, bug Mars. Uh, there's a trial. There's you know like there's an RCP. Like it, it's just there's a lot to this. <laughs> oh, uh, we skipped the boss level. There is like a oh yeah, there's a boss, a boss. Level where basically if you have like the auto target and get it automatically, like you you're basically fighting against like a I think it's a spaceship like with these spider legs. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in the style of like a shoot 'em up game. I think like it becomes like the first game. The the reference is kind of more like a space invaders, and then the second part, the where you're fighting the boss and everything, is more like a. Um, like I was thinking of asteroids, but even more so, like just those those games that we played when we were younger, where you're like some type of ship, mm-hmm. like 1942, or like some spaceship, and you're fighting a boss on the screen. It just becomes like one of those types of games. Yeah, um, and, and it's brief, you know, like you're doing a section, then it's it's gone. But like, there's so many references to uh, other games. It's just it's really really neat and worth checking out. Um, they becomes a visual novel after that. And because you're in court. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you get to play the base game again. But I, like... I thought once you got to court, like, just because it was, like, jumping around different genres, when mm-hmm. it got to this section, I was just like, you know what? I'm down for some Ace Attorney. <laughs> I'm down for this. Objection. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's it just the game goes so many places. And, uh... Then there, like I said, there's an artsy part where you're just like just going into a space that's pretty surreal, and you're listening to somebody's re- oh the, the history of boxing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes like a text adventure. <laughs> yeah, the and, text adventure game. Like, did you have to look up the? Um, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, I did too. Because I was I've, like, I've what the hell? Some, I've played some text adventure games, but never like I've never played one all the way through. And Same. even in, um, uh, we just recently played Kentucky Route Zero. Like within that, there's like a text adventure game that you can play. And that um, I, I felt like not I was making as, progress. Yeah, and I believe that one gave you options to choose from rather exactly than this exactly. one. You know, you purely have to um, be a come curious up with person. A text. <laughs> yeah, you have to know like what kind of commands work with you know this specific game. And because I don't have that much knowledge about, you know, what commands or what general commands most text adventure games use, you know, that's kind of where it stumped me. Like, okay, I know I can look around in this room and it tells me everything that's in here, but now I need to know, okay, what, to what extent can I walk over here and and pick up this object? And so you just kind of have to try stuff out, I guess. I don't know if that's generally how they work, but... That's the way it seems like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, and then, you know, the game continues to go from there, which we don't really need to 
uh, getting, I would say, see the game through the credits because there is a fake credits and then a real credits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't want to talk about it, but my favorite part was the the business part. <laughs> oh, the resource management. Yes, that was my favorite part of the game. <laughs> like, so I played this game three times through just so I could, you know, get like a, a rough idea of each of the levels. Um, but yeah, the first time I played through that one, I was seriously trying to um, win at that. You were just because that's one of the things I like, uh, like with the the frog factions, like the intro part, the the uh, frog fractions on on Mars, above Mars, even the business simulator. You can just keep playing that part. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like progress. Um, and like I, I think that that is also like I think we have the benefit of not having played this game when it first came out, so knowing what there is to know about this game. But I can definitely imagine somebody, like you said, uh, not knowing to dive and then just playing that first part and saying, I mean, it was fun, but it got boring after a while. <laughs> you know? And, and, and the same thing with the um, uh, um, the business, or the text adventure, too. Because, like, yeah. I imagine people playing that without knowing what they were, the answers were. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you know, like, how, how do we do this? And, and yeah, so I think the only part that, like, you would naturally progress through without, like, anything is the, the DDR section. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you about that because, <laughs> um, like, even not just with DDR but with um, um, uh, Rock Band, like, were, were you trying to... You know, keep your your score high on that one, bro. Let me tell you, <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember there was a game. So I have a bunch of friends that are into anime, as one of us, and I think a lot of them Aren't are you also into anime, anime now. I mean, I'm into some <laughs> things. I like uh, Beat Mania or like or like the DDR games. Like that's not something that I ever like. I ever I, I played it one time ever, mm-hmm. and it was like I played it in like 2007. Like so, like it was way after like it um, was a thing at arcades. But I have a bunch of friends that are really into it because of arcades, mm-hmm. and I know a bunch of them had this game on their laptop that you could basically upload your own custom or like own music, and it would score out a, a, sh- a chart for you, and you could play on your 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 keyboard, and they would take it to um, fighting game tournaments and play it there and so I've played a couple of like a game I, I think it's Beat Mania but I'm not Step sure Mania. but it, it, it's it's on the keyboard though or on the on the computer Dante said Step Mania okay then I guess and I remember like playing seeing my friends playing games on like the 10 times 10 speed or whatever mm-hmm. and like playing these like Japanese songs and whatever and it just like blowing my mind like how they were able to do it, and I'm trying to play a song on times three speed and just kind of sucking. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it gave me ba- it gave me flashbacks to that. The, the the DDR sequence was my like I don't want to say least favorite, but it was like my least successful part. So I was really glad that it wasn't like I think it was like you didn't have to like do anything or achieve a certain score in order to progress, as far as I could tell. Right. Um, yeah, so. and, and I was, like my first playthrough, I was honestly worried about that. I was like, okay, this game has been pretty easy. It's going to throw something at me yeah. to where like I have to do well in order to progress. But 
but yeah, it never does that to you. It doesn't get you off from, um, or, you know, from failing a certain section. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I, I still appreciate that it was put in there because there's definitely, like, we're saying he made this game for people in our age group or whatever. Like, just people that that was a type of game that people have a reverence for. Mm-hmm. So I was really glad that he was able to put that in, even though it didn't maybe necessarily appeal to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, the only other thing, I mean, I think, unless you have anything, I feel like we can kind of wrap up. But the only other thing I wanted to say is I really, really, really dug, like, the music in this game. Like, yeah. it was very catchy, and I really like the mouth sounds <laughs> that he oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> like, he did a mouth sound. Uh, there, there was a lot of, like, mouth sound for sound effects. But, like, there was a mouth sound that he did for, like, the spaceship blasting off. But it was really just, like, <laughs> And, like, you could tell. But it was, like, so funny. And, like, I, I, I will say that the, 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 the humor in this game, I do think the game is funny. But, like, it didn't hit me the same way Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden did. Mm-hmm. But I still think the game is funny. It's just, like, a I don't think it's as funny as... Yeah, it wasn't as funny as to me as I saw other people were saying it was. I, I think the difference in the humor from Barkley's Shut Up and Jam was that this game seems like it's more inside jokes or like completely fabricated jokes. Whereas yeah. Barkley's Shut Up and Jam, the humor was more referential. Yeah, yeah, that that's totally true, and I, and I feel like the obviously if you get the references, then like Barkley's Shut Up and Jam Guide is funny, but if you don't, then it probably isn't funny to you then, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I definitely feel this game is in that same vein of like making references and parodies to other genre of games. This one way more than Barkley. Uh, but I, I, I do, I think I, humor wise, I was really, really feeling Barkley, Shut Up and Jam. Mm-hmm. And for this game, there was only like a handful of times where I was like, oh, that's, that's funny. Or I, or I get it, I guess, is, yeah. is more of the like... Um, like it was quirky. This game was quirky and clever, but like maybe not necessarily like laugh out loud funny. The same way Barkley was for me. I mean, it's just like certain things. I know one thing I can think of that made me laugh that may not make other people laugh was just like some of when you're in the visual novel part, uh, Froggy's Day in Court, um, and it's giving you options to choose from to respond to the judge, and one of them was just like, "Do you take bribes?" <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a frog, man. <laughs> that one, um, like, I think, like, the having to, uh, that part was funny. Um, the, uh, if you listen to that story of the boxer, it's just kind of yeah. like, if you know anything about it, it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's not, I won't say funny, because I think he's trying to be, like, kind of self serious. It's almost like when you go to a gallery and there's, like, an artist being, like, super pretentious. And it's like, bro, like, this is just a yogurt cup turned upside down. What are you talking about? You know? But it's like, um, when people are like, oh, no, it's commentary on this. And, like, that that part was funny. And, like, the, the way I kind of interpreted it as him trying to be super pretentious about yeah. the history of this boxer and everything was funny. Uh, the dream that he has uh, in the text adventure part is funny to me. And just some of the text that you see in the text adventure is funny if you see like 
uh, when you type in help and it kind of shows you like here's an example of how you would progress and it kind of gives you a list mm-hmm. and then you type in one of the things like no that was just an example like <laughs> yeah. don't act- you weren't actually supposed to type it and then later on you have to type it to progress <laughs> and then, so that was funny to me um so yeah, uh, the, the credits, the, the the fake credits was kind of funny because it just made me think of like a Law and Order episode, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I don't know. I really, I really dig this game. I think um, the less we can say about it, like spoiler wise, the better. So um, I think that everybody should play this game. Um, you can play it. Let me, like Trevor said, on Steam, right? Yeah, it's, free, it's free on Steam. I think they did that in order to. You know, advertise their new DLC for it because the DLC probably isn't available on the um, web-based version. Yeah, and then you can also play the game how I played it on uh, online. Uh, you have to enable the Adobe Flash Player, but it's at twinbeard.com/frog-fractions. And so, if you go to that URL, you can play this game. And um, I think we both highly suggest you play this game. Um, it's a very weird game, but everybody should play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else, Trevor? Um, was the um, you said you were listening to some of the <clears throat> um, some of like the sound clips? Yeah, um, yeah. So did it have like the section at the end where you could listen to every every sound in the game? So I I didn't get to that part, um, but yeah I think after because I, I think after the credits after a while like I kind of I stepped away and uh, just let the credits roll. Uh, but if I think if I would have finished it, it would have probably taken me to a menu, and then I would have been able to like basically do a sound test, like kind of like they okay. have the console games. Uh, yeah. So I actually didn't, and, and there's also an appendix I think too, but I didn't get to that part of the game. Um, I think though I, I'm a, I'm sure. I'm sure all the music in this game is uh, on YouTube, though. Yeah. I was just wondering. I wasn't sure if it was on there, because it is on the Steam version. Once you finish, it'll ask you if you want to go to the sound test. What I'll do is uh, maybe... So you have to beat the game in order to unlock it? I believe so. Okay. Um, So what I can do is maybe I'll, at some point... I'll see. I'll actually, I'll, I'll see if um, I can watch a YouTube or somebody playing it and see if they have access to the song test or whatever. Because I already closed out the tab that I had it open in, so I don't think it's going to keep my history <laughs> of having beaten it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I I think we highly both, both highly suggest uh, playing this game. Uh, the one thing to note, uh, I think Trevor said there's new gameplay features and everything with the DLC. Neither of us played the DLC, but the DLC is only available on the Steam version. And what is it, like $9.99 or something like yeah. that? I mean, I, I can't speak for the quality of the DLC, but $9.99 is... Uh, I think that's justified in what this man has done for this game. Yeah. <laughs> you Especially know, if like, it gives you Frog Fractions 1. Yeah, like Frog Fractions already 1 is free. free. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like supporting this guy in order to like kind of like Trevor said, he he's been very active in the indie game community, going to uh, j- uh, game jams and things. So like, I mean, throw I I was thinking like I'll, I'll throw this dude a couple of bucks uh, just to support him, even though I've already played this game on the browser and it's not like I, this isn't one of those games that I feel like well. 
let me ask you, Trevor, is this a game that you think you'll play again or like has replay value? Oh, I already have. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, but I mean, like, is this a game where it's like, if we weren't playing this for the podcast, would you have played it again, I guess? Um, probably. Just and, to kind of see some of the things I didn't see um, during the first playthrough when I was like really trying to win. Mm-hmm. I think this is this would be one of those games where I'm like, I have a friend over and, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to you know, kick it or whatever. I'm like, yo, man, like, you should play this game and I'll watch you and just kind of no, see you, their reaction you got, to You got to pitch it how you would really pitch it. Like, hey, man. <laughs> you like fractions? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you trying to see something? <laughs> you ain't got no job. <laughs> yeah, so th- this would definitely be one of those games where I like, like, yo, home, like, have a homie over or whatever um, and just be like, hey, man, you should boot up this game and play it and I'll just watch you. And, um, I mean, I, I think this is maybe, might be even something that it's like, maybe you play it like once a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you're like one of those people that likes to revisit a game, I, I could definitely see it being one of those, uh, games, but it, it's not like if you play this game, you could grind down and get an optimal run. It's not one of those type of games. Right. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, Frog Fractions, uh, um, great game, great experience, Trevor? Oh yeah. Great game. Great experience. I 100% agree. Great game. Great experience. Um, and you said you had nothing else? Um, I think that's it. Just getting ready for our, our next game. Yeah, you're excited for that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, where can people find you at, Trevor? You can find me online at Lyric Unsung. Uh, you can find me online at Potato Salad. <laughs> um, you can find us at on Twitter at twitch, uh, twitter.com slash mcheckpoints, Facebook at facebook.com slash mcheckpoints, and Twitch at twitch.tv slash mcheckpoints. Uh, if you like tuning into Miss Checkpoints to find out about hidden gems, cult classics, and indie games, which Frog Fractions is all three of those, uh, then share us with your friends, family, and the not shitty, ready, uh, ah, not shitty subreddit communities you're in. Uh, comment on our Facebook page, add us on Twitter, leave us a review, preferably five stars on Apple Podcasts so we can appear higher in the leisure category. Uh, we enjoy doing this and we would like to reach more ears. So if you can do your part and help us out, that'd be great. Just let us know what you think and if there's any games you want us to play or any games you want us to... I, 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 have you ever gotten a suggestion from somebody? Because I've gotten a couple yeah. from like friends. Yeah, I've gotten a couple. You got any that uh, have made it on list, or you're like, oh, I don't think they would like um, that, or I think I want to try to get Dante on one that another friend suggested. Okay, uh, so I think don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. My brother, and I mean, obviously, my brother has been on a couple episodes, but he was like, hey, y'all, y'all should play this game. I played it; it's pretty, it's pretty cool, or whatever. So, um, but yeah, like we we would love to hear from. You guys too, just to you know, like give us suggestions on what you think uh, of a game or whatever. So yeah, let us know. Um, and with that, we're missed checkpoints and we're out. Peace.